Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. It's an honor to be here. Always good to interact with you. I got my co-host with me, uh, Ashuk. I am not even trying to uh, pronounce his last name, but I have been getting close. But Ashuk is with me. Uh, but Pastor Michael is not with us today, but he will be on the next show. So we're grateful and thankful for that, that he'll be back. But I do have Ashuk with me. We're going to try to go over a few scriptures um, in James but first, obviously, I know that um, we've been dealing with some of the insurgency that's been happening in India, obviously different parts than where Ashuk is at. But Ashuk's fiance actually is living in that area. So I'm going to have Ashuk just say hello to you guys. And um, we haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. And obviously, he's been dealing with and praying with discussing with some of the stuff that's going on in India, obviously with his fiance, he's got to be concerned and, and worried there. So I will um, turn it over to Ashuk for a, for a second or two. Hello, uh, and so good to be back. Uh, like you were mentioning, Pastor, my fiance is uh, in the state of Manipur in India. And as you mentioned earlier, the insurgencies uh, that have taken place there in fighting between two communities, two major communities in uh, in Manipur, uh, it started small, grew up to uh, grew out to be uh, what it is, what it turned out to be. Uh, things escalated very fast, and then there was there were gunshots and uh, houses set on fire and all that. Lots of violence. So uh, my fiance is safe. Been in touch with her every day praying with her and uh, even she called me once or twice saying that she can hear the sound of bullets from outside her window uh, and uh, she was very terrified and in fact uh, back when they still had internet uh, in the state she had sent me a video from her rooftop uh, and the video uh, showed the cityscape from her rooftop and it was just fire and smoke everywhere it was a terrible sight so, yeah, even with the view viewers, I would request you all to keep the state of Manipur in India in prayer. Uh, the situations are slightly better now and uh, the army is keeping everything in control. Uh, so please, please, I would request everybody to keep the state in prayer and my fiancé. Now, as far as your fiancé goes, her housing's okay, nothing. Um, she's still obviously in, in the same house that she was in and the school, is she still attending school or has that changed at all? Or uh, No, she's atten attending the same school, but the school has been suspended for a while. Um, I think since she's a final year student and they were about to have their exams, uh, they might completely do away with the final exams and move on to graduation. It's highly possible. Uh, and uh, about the housing, no, she does not stay where she used to stay. I mean, at least her parents don't. Um, 
because the house that they used to stay at uh, borders with the uh, neighboring community uh, so they were worried about their house getting burned in the uh, during the insurgency and all that and for safety purposes they have moved to a small rented house in the city yeah very good we need to keep them in prayer because you know here in the states we kind of can't grasp really what's going on there so we are th so thankful that we have we have ashuk and pastor michael to obviously bring us up to speed with that and uh before we hang up today ashuk please remind me that i do have to speak to you off air you know get some information from you if that's possible no, no, yeah. okay so let me read we're going to start james uh in the fourth chapter and we're not, we won't get too far knowing me and Ashuk, but we will get we will get started in the fourth chapter of James, and then Pastor Michael will be back, hopefully and prayerfully next week. Uh, as I'm taping this show today, I am leaving to um, Laurel, Mississippi. I'll be leaving tomorrow morning. So again, keep me in prayer. But by the time you hear this show, I, I should be back. Uh, Keep me in prayer for that, or Ashuk will, because he's live with me right now. So oh, let me read these uh, scriptures, Ashuk, and we'll talk about them. It's a lot here. We won't probably get the whole 10 verses, but let me read them, uh, starting in the fourth chapter of James, reading from the LSB, um, Legacy Standard Bible. So let me start in the fourth chapter. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source of your pleasures that wage war in your members. You lust and you do not have, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Can I stop right there? Because I think, I'm sorry, Ashuk, I know I wanted to read in, in the context, but I, I obviously we know that there's quarrels going on in the church. And obviously we spoke about off air that, you know, you can just think in your mind um, ill towards somebody and it's like actual murder. Um, we know that from Jesus said that in the Beatitudes. But but I do have a question in this in these three verses. One question that maybe you can help us with. It says you ask. Right. You don't have because you do not ask, but you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that mm. you may spend it on your pleasures. Can you how would if you look at that verse, because I know people have probably prayed for stuff and, and and we know in in God's sovereignty, he gives things as he wills and what's best for you. Mm -hmm. But in yeah. the context, what do you think James is instructing us here? that we're asking with the wrong motives? That's a fair question, isn't it, Ashuk? It is. And what I would like to do is uh, just compare it with similar language that Jesus says. James says, you do not receive because you do not ask. And Jesus says, ask anything in my name to the Father and you shall receive, if my word dwells in you. Right? if my word dwells in you. So there is a certain kind of asking that conforms with the scripture, that aligns with the scripture, and you ask God and he gives it because he's a God who gives freely. Um, it's the kind of text that if 
i do not have any biblical foundation and no context of the rest of the scripture it is something that i can take and extend it to you know meet any ends that i want to meet i can say it would mean i would be uh, win every single sports match i would become rich and wealthy and everything because god says what if i ask i shall receive it i do not have because i do not have. but also on the other side we as the uh, conservative reformed christians might run the risk of actually not believing the reality of the text that it's actually real that if you ask you shall receive uh there's a very magical miraculous truth to our you know to the dynamics of how prayer works and it is by design miraculous and uh, not not it doesn't have miraculous doesn't have to be a spooky word just because the uh, charismatics have uh, uh, you know misused it to a great extent so yeah there's a very real sense in which we do not have simply because we do not ask and our god is a god who waits upon the prayers of his people yeah and, and if you go right to verse 4 it says you adulteresses so obviously they're kind of uh, you adulteresses do not do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility to god towards god therefore whoever wishes to be a friend of the world sets himself as an enemy of god or do you not think that the scripture speaks to no purpose he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us but he gives greater grace therefore it says god is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble be subject therefore to god resist the devil he'll flee from you draw near to god he'll draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify you hearts you double minded be miserable and mourn and cry let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom it's like you rather be in the house of mourning right than the house of feasting <laughs> uh, humble yourselves in the presence of the lord and he will exalt you you adulteresses now that's a that's a a huge accusation against christians you yeah. adulteresses having friendship with the world if being in friendship with the world is hostility towards god and if you mm. desire to be a friend of the world you set yourself as an enemy of god that is remember he's mm. speaking to christians so this is mm. huge language uh, talk to me about those those accusations so to speak <laughs> uh, i remember once preaching out of hosea at church and uh, i in between the sermon i looked up at the guys and said hey guys if you listen to the sermon and if you are worried that what if god would make uh, ask you to marry a prostitute like he asked hosea and if that's your worry then you haven't understood who you are in the book hey right? uh, so because uh, guys want to be the heroes they think they are hosea but no you are the uh, uh, you are the wife of hosea um, gomer in that sense so um, similarly the spiritual adultery is a running theme in the scripture right also paul tells us there is a mystery in marriage the same way the covenant of marriage represents the uh, relationship between christ and church Uh, very similarly our lack of godliness or our spiritual apostasy our uh, seeking of the world 
uh, while being in a covenant like relationship with christ is akin to spiritual adultery and it it, uh, it is christ bringing out the true uh, scary and serious nature of such kind of a behavior so yeah this no no i i i want to i want to back your point up because mm-hmm. in the next in the next half of verse it says or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose so i think what you're saying is we have to be mm-hmm. men of the book we have to be mm-hmm. men we have to understand that yeah. and in the context of even asking right mm-hmm. you know we can't yeah. you know being french being in in friends with the world and asking for worldly things and but we have to be people of the book the the mm-hmm. scripture speaks to no purpose the, the scripture speaks to all purpose and i think what yeah. you're saying is that we have to be mindful of what the bible says and pray according to what the word of god tells us is that a fair point yeah. yes it is uh it is and uh the the fact that he says you do not have because you do not ask seems to indicate that the things that these people fight about is not are not even bad things to have they seem like good things uh but sort of with a very evil heart say for example being a pastor is a good thing right being an elder is a good thing but if you go for it with all the wrong intentions there is nothing worse than that um uh, similarly money in the hands of a, uh, a wise man is a good thing it is something he would use to build the kingdom of god but in the hands of a man who has all the wrong intentions and motives that it could be the very thing that keeps him from entering the kingdom of god so uh, yeah so that's what we have here that that even when we pray we pray according to the scripture uh like it says that do do you, or do you think the scripture says in vain so basically james is saying that what the scripture has to say is never in vain it has directly got to do with all of your life and it in and it especially has to do with your prayer as well that your prayer should be informed and so should your character be. and then we read about a little tougher verse in the in the second part of verse 5 but i think when we spoke off air on this i think you really nailed this it says he meaning god jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us and when we talk about jealousy in in a human nature that's a bad thing but the bible is clear that god is a jealous god so so in pointing that out ashuk you know we can't compare the word if god is jealous god is righteously jealous we if we're jealous we are jealous because we're sinners so how can somebody looking at this verse here or the second part of verse 5 what does it mean that he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us um so so it is right for god well let's say god's attributes his perfections demand that we be devoted to him that we love him that we adore him that we worship him let's uh, think of the other side it is 
it is only right for a husband to be jealous of his wife's uh, love so if she gives it to somebody else or uh, if that's what is happening that's simply wrong it's a love that he deserves all the more with god god in his all god in all his perfections demands love not because he asks for it necessarily but the very perfections demand love for the merit of how glorious they are and here is an un- interesting side now god being jealous and demanding all our worship and uh, all our love and uh, you know uh, gratitude towards towards him is not is good for us when we live a life like that it is good for us when we live a life like that we are under god's blessing we are uh, led by uh, god's will in every sense it is good for us but if we are caught up in our own jealousy or the covetousness we are in a path towards destruction so it's not just that god is rightfully jealous the very fact that god is rightfully jealous is also good for us for the children of god who believe in him and it says you adulteresses and then he's mm-hmm. jealous because you you when you're mixing up the things of god with the things of the world you mm-hmm. are committing spiritual adultery and yeah, he is yeah. jealous about that and thank god he is because he wants yeah. to put his people on the right track yeah. you know he doesn't owe us anything right mm-hmm. and that's why it says he gives greater grace verse 6 mm-hmm. because god is opposed to the proud but he gives mm-hmm. grace he gives grace to the hu- humble so if you mm-hmm. are asking as a double-minded or as an adulteress or someone who's friendship with the world and and opposed to the mm-hmm. things of god you are an adulteress in god because he you are one of his people he is jealous mm-hmm. towards that he wants to put you on the right track and he gives greater grace to the humble when you turn around like ashuk and say you know what lord i've might have been asking this in a worldly way i need to repent and get back to where i need to be because mm. i don't want to fall out of favor i want to mm. be in the things of god i don't want to be a spiritual adulterer i want to stay yeah. on the narrow road and not hit the wide road does that make any sense can you uh, yeah. help us with yeah, that a little bit ashuk uh yeah so um like pretty much what you said pastor that uh, he says here god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble um and even if we go on to read i think verse 10 says humble yourself in the sight of the lord and he will lift you up it's a battle of sorts uh, are you familiar you must be familiar with the puritan prayer book named valley of vision right i and, yeah i so just to let you know how how uh, how much i read it we for mm-hmm. about 2 months would read it every day before our sermon before i preached mm-hmm. we'd read it so yes i am familiar with it praise god praise god one of my favorite my the favorite prayer in it is called the deeps by the way but apart from that what is it called prayer, i'm sorry i didn't hear that the deeps d e e p s deeps oh the deeps okay yeah yeah and there's another prayer that's called the valley or the valley of vision itself i think and in that prayer it talks about how god is most clearly visible when we are most down in the sense through our sufferings and our dark places is more clear it's like how 
the vision of the sky and the stars in it and the land uh, and the skyscape is most beautiful in the deepest valleys something along those lines so uh, so i like to think of the story of isaiah god isaiah a prophet of god god just doesn't simply send him out there to preach first he has to destroy him first he has to undo him first he has to clean him so he shows god shows isaiah grand vision of himself and makes um makes isaiah understand that he is nothing that he is undone that he is a man of filthy lips who lives among people with filthy lips and god has to cleanse his lips and then then is when god asks who shall go for us who who shall go on my behalf who shall preach and that's when isaiah is ready to go and preach and you would imagine a man being undone and destroyed and traumatized like that is when he is least capable but in the kingdom of god uh, the it's the meek and the poor who are used the most by god hence the humble shall be lifted up and god gives praise to the humble and not to the proud last question because we're going to deal with this and we got about 4 minutes left resist the devil and he will flee now we did say before be miserable and mourn and cry let your laughter be turned into mourning we'd rather go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting so you and you dealt with the humble yourself so you we kind of dealt with this and it's hard to to do this in in 25 minutes to execute everything perfect but but i think we 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 rounded this off where people can delve into more study but the 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 last thing i want to deal with with you is resist the devil he'll flee from you draw near to god he'll draw near to you and then cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded we know that james is dealing with that so f- resist the devil so there's no uh séances here or nothing it's just resist the devil resist the yeah. things that you know are against the things of god so in the last 3 yeah. minutes and that's all you have and then I'll sign us off in the last 3 minutes what does james mean by resist the devil there's there are no uh, special uh, chant books in this text there are no uh, magical apparatus nothing uh, all he says is resist the devil and again in such situations we have to look at the entire scripture and what might come to our mind might be ephesians 6 uh, 10 to 17 wearing the whole armor of god right and that's another example of spiritual warfare and when god speaks about spiritual warfare what he uses mainly are two things prayer and the word of god our our fight against the principalities of darkness is, is by prayer is through prayer is through ob- obedience to the word so again the devil is not omnipresent and the devil is not omnipotent so by the aid of god by the strength of uh the the working uh, uh, of holy spirit and the grace that christ provides us with we are actually able to resist the devil in the sense uh, do not give in to the temptations and walk according to righteousness such that uh, the, the the devil actually fails in uh, getting hold of us or causing us to stumble and i think we know and i'm going to close out with this i think we know when it's time to resist the devil i think sometimes when we step in too many things of the world and in things of that nature we know that um you know we know what we're doing i i know sometimes 
Um, we want to be careful in those areas. I do want to continue to ask our audience here to continue to pray for India, especially where um, Ashuk's fiance is at. We want to keep that in prayer. Um, we are going to have Ashuk on in a, in a couple of weeks, and he's going to give us a a update on what's going on there. Even though right now it's getting a little better, we never know how that's going to turn out. But Ashuk mm -hmm. is not. He just wants to make sure that his information is correct. We hope and pray you're enjoying our um, study here in James and kind of in, uh, infiltrating, so to speak, the stuff that's going on in India. So we are grateful for Ashuk and, and, and Pastor Michael to inform us of these things and so we can keep them in prayer. And please know that we love you. We care for you. This is Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. <laughs>